Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone on the screen porch, a sunny day, but very cold, and some snow or ice is on its way, And uh, but it is winter officially now. Over the weekend, we adorned our Christmas tree with ornaments from years past, and it was kind of a neat reflection on how, even though time moves forward, there is a continuum of it as we go through our lives, which is the theme of this week's story. I mentioned last time mycorrhizae, which is a fungus, and given the fact that this is episode 88, I thought the topic relates well to the anniversary of double infinity, you know, the number eight twice, <laughs> double infinity, because of the never-ending cycle of life and plants, which leads to this week's column that starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. We've shared the intrigue of two living fossils, ginkgo biloba and the umbrella pine, both living in the days of the dinosaurs and surviving through the Ice Age and beyond. The magnitude of their endurance is inspiring, and they've shared roots beyond the roots of their origin. Trees are connected and need each other to survive, just like people need each other, as do plants and animals. I often reference the book by Peter Wallabin, The Hidden Life of Trees, What They Feel, How They Communicate, Discoveries from a Secret World. Science is fascinating and parallels human relationships and relationships between all aspects of life. There's a rumor that forests require thinning out to create a healthy environment for the older trees, giving them more space and light. While that does seem logical, it really stems from the forestry industry, the commercial operations that grow trees for wood and paper products, or Christmas tree farms or growers of landscape plants for that matter. But as Peter Wallabin writes, when trees grow together, nutrients and water can be optimally divided among them all so that each tree can grow into the best tree it can be. If you help individual trees by getting rid of their supposed competition, the remaining trees are bereft. They send messages out to their neighbors in vain because nothing remains but stumps. End of quote. He explains that cutting trees in the forest may make the remaining trees grow better for a while but they won't necessarily be long-lived. Trees depend on their community to survive. Even robust trees get sick during their lives and rely on the frailer neighbors for help. Without them, they become at risk of dying, and if they do, the weaker trees will too. It's interesting to me that Wallabine uses the word bereft, which means deprived or lacking something. And if you're talking about a person, bereft means sad or lonely. I don't know about you, but I always feel the pain of living trees when they're cut down or when they fall in a storm. We had this huge 200-year-old hemlock fall to the ground in a nor'easter, causing a chain reaction of other trees. But what was so remarkable was a bunch of new shoots of baby trees emerged from the roots. Such resilience. And Mother Nature dropped the tree, which eased the heartache of losing it. It's part of the rhythm of life, isn't it? And so, by cutting back understory trees, we are harming the health of the forest rather than helping it. Still, like most things, there's more to the story. But what is consistent is how roots communicate underground by fungi. 
many kinds, depending on the cultural environment. Mycorrhizae are fungi found naturally in soil, some scientists say for over a billion years. Because filaments called hyphae spread 200 times farther than roots, they extract more water and nutrients, especially phosphorus, that transfers to roots. It helps plants increase their resistance to pests and diseases, plus it helps them grow faster, produce more fruit, and overcome the impact of drought and salt stress. In turn, the plants provide the sugar that the mycorrhizae needs. It's such a fascinating synergistic relationship, isn't it? This friendship goes well beyond sharing nutrients, though. Mycorrhizae emits enzymes toxic to organisms like nematodes. More fascinating is that plants that are connected by the fungi share warning signals that help prepare them to defend themselves. So interesting, isn't it? Say aphids attack. The plant emits compounds that entice aphid predators. More than that, the fungi connected to the adjacent vegetation produce the same compound, protecting their neighbors before they are attacked. That's just so remarkable to me. They say 90% of plants have this friendship, though there are different types of mycorrhizae. Most have a blend of the kind, so the flora will find their match. I hope I've explained this synergy well. It's very tricky to do, and of course Peter Wallabine, in his book, digs far deeper into the miracles, and his writing style is so enjoyable, so I encourage you to read the book if you feel so inclined. I'll put a link in the show notes. While what is happening in the world seems overwhelming, our community will thrive if we treat our neighbors as ourselves, sharing love and compassion like trees left standing in a forest, counting on and helping each other. It's the time of year of giving, but giving good deeds and kindness outweighs material things. As shared by the wise words in the prayer of St. Francis, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Imagine the collective energy toward peace we can grow. Merry Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate, I wish you hope, love, and peace. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com and so why I referenced the prayer of St. Francis, which frankly was new to me when I came across it. It's a prayer that can be said without the religious connotation because the whole power of each of us as individuals spreading the energy of love over hatred literally could change the world one person at a time. I think we have a little bit of time to share a few bits about a story I wrote a few years back called Tickle and Rub Mycorrhizae. Be sure to tickle the roots. I coach new gardeners after carefully removing a plant from its pot. Using my fingers or an edge of a trowel, I demonstrate how to loosen the roots to encourage them to spread. Sometimes a utility knife comes into play if the plant is root-bound. It's kind of like being crammed in a tight pair of jeans. <laughs> it wasn't until recently that I heard about rubbing. While talking with a colleague from Hackettstown, New Jersey, disclaimer, Richard McCoy didn't describe it as such. We were chatting about planting protocols and whether to use mycorrhizae, pronounced mycorrhizae. Okay, my phonetics may sound silly, but for sure mycorrhizae is the root of plant health. Richard suggested rubbing mycorrhizal inoculate on the root balls of certain plants, which is contrary to my normal protocol of sprinkling a granule form in the bottom of a properly dug hole, so he suggested rubbing the inoculate on the root ball itself. 
So not only do we need to tickle, we need to rub. I chuckled. Tickle and rub. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together. And if you have as well, please share the podcast with a friend or two or family member so that more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life. And never forget the power of kindness and sharing just a bit of love with your neighbors. No need to cut back the small little trees growing in your forest. And that means spiritually in your heart as well, right? Just let everything grow and flourish. Nature has its course. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.